Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Compassion Before Judgment podcast. Welcome to the show. The podcast is hosted by my mom, Jagdeep Hare. Hello, everybody. I'm here today with Nilzara, who is a certified health, life, and anger resolution coach. And she also has a bachelor's in applied behavioral science. And she combines her knowledge and refers to herself as a self-love coach who helps women that have endured relational hardships, specifically codependency, gain self-love, healthy esteem, and a deeper connection to oneself. The deeper connection gives you the capability to gain your voice, understand your wants and needs, and establish healthy boundaries. And what I love is Nilzara was also connected with social services and has provided her services to support individuals with anger management mandated by court orders. Welcome, Nilzara. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and just to, you know, exchange and chit chat about all the things of anger resolution. Yeah, I am so (laughs) excited to have you here. I mean, anger is one of those things that we don't really talk too much about. We talk about all the good stuff and the good feelings and anger is one of those that we just try to just push down and pretend it's not there, right? So I think this is great. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I... I think a lot of, you know, there's religion, there's uh, just taboo kind of on anger. It's such a bad thing that we don't want to experience. But in reality, anger is a normal emotion feeling that we have. And it is absolutely necessary in certain circumstances. Like we should give ourselves the opportunity and the gift to be able to feel anger especially when it's those times or those moments that it's well deserved so if we've experienced if our feelings are hurt uh, any type of trauma anything like that where anger arises we should really give ourselves the opportunity to feel that anger and allow it to be like a driving force to be able to change something Uh, that is when it's most powerful because anger can be very powerful and motivating to help people to move and propel forward when it's used within the right boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about what got you on this journey of the, like dealing with, was it your own anger? Was it anger in your life? Like what kind of got you on that path of wanting to kind of support other people with their anger? So I am that really wild chick that's been <laughs> married three times. <laughs> like I'm, I'm the girl that met her first husband. Like they met online, and then the first day they met face to face, they went to the courthouse and got oh married. Oh my god! Like that's me. <laughs> you don't waste <laughs> <Yeah>. no time. <laughs> no, I surely don't. <laughs> but um, so I've been in really crazy scenarios most of my life abusive relationships and thank god my current marriage is probably the most safe relationship I've ever had especially with a male however my life has been full of just unhealthiness so molestation rape um, abuse and 
uh, intimate partner violence, mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually. And so I was not necessarily angry when I was younger. However, when you are in abusive relationships, in order to thrive, you gain some bad habits. You have to learn how to manipulate and lie and eventually stuffing your feelings down. You know, you can stuff your feelings down and still be angry, or you can be an explosive, angry person. And so in the beginning, I was the one that stuffed everything down. But then it got to the point where I was like, screw this. And I really enjoyed throwing things. Right. (laughs) And, you know, and just out of doing things out of spite and anger. And so I decided to take, get my certification with, um, what is it? The Anger Management Training Institute, because their certification is based off the book of the Anger Busting Workbook. And it caters to the boat to two people in a relationship. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to help people, not just as individuals, but also I can help them in a couple setting, whether it's, you know, married or not, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the case may be. Wow, right. Yeah, because I've been there and I know what it is to be the one taking it, but I also know what it is to be the aggressor in that moment and to be like the wild and crazy one. And so I wanted to be the one that's experienced, but also has a clear head now to give my clients a new pair of eyes to be able to see things just a little bit differently and to help them to make healthier decisions for themselves or empower them to lead. Right. Realistically. Right. So that is my wild past. And that is what, um, you know, motivated me to become also an anger resolution coach. Wow. I mean, first of all, I'm so sorry for everything that you went through. That's, that's tough. Um, but it looks like you, you know, you've used it in the right way to grow from it and then also to support others, which is huge because like you said, you really have to do your own work in order to support others because, you know, we all have these, we want to help others and we want to do all that, but we really can't until we help ourselves. Right. So what was it for you? Like, where did you kind of like, was there a point in your life where you kind of went, this anger is not serving me or like, what was it? Like, give us some, give us a little journey of what got you from that angry, wild (laughs) person to where you are now and you are now the support. So I... Geez, where to start? It's such a loaded question. (laughs) But I um, eventually, so after my second marriage, so my first marriage obviously was my most craziest, I think. Right. (laughs) And so after that, I was able to actually get that one annulled. It was pretty crazy. He was contracted with the army in um, like special operations. He came back pretty, he went AWOL, came back kind of, you know, PTSD really bad. And so when I left him, we were able to get it annulled because it was so short, but I was like, yo, I'm going to have a checklist (laughs) and my next marriage is going to be so different and it's going to look like this. And so when I met the next guy, 
which was only like a year and a half later, I was just like, okay, you know, I had this checklist in my mind of what things are supposed to look like. Uh, we were involved in church and we were doing all these things together and everything met the checklist, right. check, 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 check. But never once did I really sit down and did I pray? Is this where I'm supposed to be? Is this right? Have I actually even healed for my last right. yeah. marriage? Am, am I okay? Am I okay? Am I okay? Nope. Never asked those questions. Just kind of went, went straight for it. We got married and I was in repeat again. Mm. So I've had other relationships outside of my marriages that were also abusive and the same feelings that I was getting from these other relationships of feeling worthless, not enough. And the abuse, they all manifested abuse differently. But one thing that came across with all of them was the sexual abuse. So I was feeling, I was experiencing all of these things still. And I'm like, what the Mm -hmm. heck? I did things differently this time. I had a checklist day, you know, (laughs) I had this checklist and it was supposed to make things different, but I'm still here. I am still here. And so finally I watched uh, Moana and things were like really crazy in my marriage. He was super controlling. I had to look a certain way. I had to, you know, just be very specific in what I did and how I looked and things like that. And you know, there would be times where I'd walk through the door and he wouldn't even acknowledge me. I mean, that's a whole different story. We can get into that later. But I watched the movie Moana and I bawled my eyes out. Just tears. Because when Moana gave the stone to the island and it like came back alive, I was like, oh my gosh, I need my stone back. Right. (laughs) Just, Just tears and tears. And I text my husband that night at the time, my ex-husband, and he was law enforcement, so he had an overnight shift or whatever. And I texted him, I said, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm that girl that, <laughs> you know, broke up with her husband over text message. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I am exhausted, constantly trying to be perfect. And then the only time that I would actually be able to communicate with him is when I was angry. Ah. Because that's the only way that I knew how to communicate. It was either being silent right. Or to the point where I couldn't be silent anymore. So it was just crazy word vomit where I was, he was like, what in the hell is even going on here? And not to take, you know, the responsibility. He was abusive for sure. However, there were things that I was lacking as well. You know, I was very codependent and I had extreme expectations of what the marriage was supposed to look like. So I have my I have my things too that I needed to work on, but I didn't know how to communicate unless I was angry. But obviously the communication that was coming forward through my anger was not right. beneficial whatsoever. It never fulfilled anything. If anything, it, it right. made it worse, you know. So now he's even more mad. Now it's him even more distanced. Uh, to me because he would cut me off like he wouldn't talk to me for days and we would be in the same house he would just totally act like I wasn't there you know and so it would be like a reset button I would have to earn and be perfect to try and open the doors to have any type of relationship with him and anytime that anger would come forward it was like that button just hit boop and I would be right back to square one again trying to make things 
you know, trying to make ends meet with my husband. Like, do you even care? Do you love me? Do you, I don't even know. Like, what is, what are we even doing here other than me being a slave to you? So when I left him, I made that decision. I left. And that is when I really had the realization that I was part of the issue. Like I was the common denominator in the craze of my life. I've had all of these abusive relationships. However, I was the one that experienced them. So that is when I was like, you know what? I have to take responsibility for my healing, not necessarily for the trauma that was done to me, but I had to take responsibility for the things of me. So that means my healing. Uh, I had to learn how to communicate. I had to connect with myself. And it's so, it was such a different, weird experience being able to allow myself to express things rather than be angry and word vomit is a very different experience for me. So after I left my ex-husband was when I had that realization that everything that I'm doing is so not beneficial for me. It was pretty much really starting at square one and just kind of surrendering to God and saying, okay, I obviously have no idea what I'm doing and I really just need your guidance. And so I connected with coaches. I connected with counselors and really just got down to the nitty gritty and uh, went even deeper than my ex-husband's even deeper and just dug deep because Uh, my life was on repeat. I was experiencing the same things over and over with different faces. So I knew I had to do some work. But that's when I decided that I wanted things to change was after my second husband. Right. So as we know, anger is like, almost the tip of the iceberg, right? There's so much underneath that anger. So it's never just one thing, right? It's always something adds up. And then it, it, you know, our, our way, like you said, the only way you knew to communicate was anger. The only way that you could get him to listen was anger. So talk to us a little bit mm-hmm. about that. Like what, what really goes on? Like when we're communicating with someone who's angry or when we are the ones being angry, what's really going on underneath there? I know it's different for everybody. So, you know, there's no one, one way to say it's for the same for everybody, but Generally, I mean, being, you know, you, you've dealt with all sorts of people and, you know, dealing with anger. So give us a little bit of insight into that. So I know for me and then just in general with my clients as well, it's usually pent up feelings of some kind. So, of course, there are you know, when you have, um, imbalanced emotion, not emotions. Oh my gosh. Hormones. I'm so sorry. Hormones can, can be a factor too. So if a doctor takes your hormone levels, blood work, there can be an imbalance, which can cause some type of aggression, anxiety. So that is a factor. However, however, the majority of the time when we are feeling angry, you know, something either happened to us, abruptly and we're like what the heck just happened but for those of us where it's more long term where we're just kind of in a state of being Mm -hmm. angry or easily triggered that is because we have unprocessed feelings emotions and and or traumas so when we hold on to certain things and we don't allow ourselves to be able to externalize our emotions and our feelings they internalize it's kind of like when 
if you can imagine all of the word, like words and feelings, right, being all different colors, and when you mesh them together, it makes brown, right? All colors, when you put them together, ends up right. making brown. It's kind of like that with our emotions. Mm, that's an interesting we, way to put it. Yeah, we hold them in, and then it's like right. it's brown, you know? You're just like, what the heck is this? You know, and then you have these aggressive feelings, hate, anger, rage, you know, unprocessed feelings can produce anxiety, depression, even suicidal and homicidal thoughts. And so it's because we haven't given ourselves the permission to be able to externalize what we're truly feeling. And so that can manifest, you know, like you said, differently for everybody. Yeah. Shame, guilt, unprocessed trauma, feelings that you've had for years that you've denied and that you just keep pretending yeah. aren't there. Or if there's a situation with somebody that you see on a regular basis and you pretend that you're okay when you're really not, you're lying to yourself, you're lying to that person, and that can cause some really pent-up anger inside. You're holding in things that that shouldn't be held in, and it's doing, you know, you get angry, but it also manifests physically through anxiety, stomach aches, headaches, those types right. of things. Right, and that's the other thing is when we don't release the anger I mean it can come out in you know in asthma in like you know a rash like so many things right because anything that's inside it has to find a way out because it's like you said it's pent pent up energy right so until we release Mm -hmm. that energy it's just going to keep going and going and going and then you're you're just going to do something or explode or or, you know, um, say something and then then you're dealing with after the fact of the guilt and the helplessness and all of that. So it's really, you know, it, it's just a vicious cycle, isn't it? It really is. You know, anger is so, it can be so powerful. It's like a fire, you know, with fire, you can cook food, you can get warm it can really do a lot of things even like with a hot air balloon right it helps you rise up to the occasion it helps you really move forward however if the fire keeps going you're going to get right you're going to burn people you're going to burn bridges you're going to get blisters you're going to be in pain you know and that's that's the thing when you have anger and it's directed in the right place it should be anger should be an indicator that we need something right Okay, so I'm angry right now, so I need to do something with this. And it's an indicator to move forward. It's an indicator to cut ties. It's an indicator to heal. So, so anger should be used as that. But it's when people hold on to it. Some people actually feel like it's a superpower almost. Like that's just how they do life. And it's mm-hmm. their shield and their yeah. protection. But they're over here and they're burning the heck out of everybody because they're so numb. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes. So they're not seeing the damage that they're doing or they do see it and they don't necessarily care because there's that as well. Um, I was working Mm -hmm. with a client and she mentioned um, that as a child, she was shamed for feeling angry. So now as an adult, when she feels angry, she's almost beating herself up. Um, and you know, we, we go to these healings or we want to meditate and we want to do all this and, and that's all great. And, but I think 
we like I've said this in one of my other podcasts as well. It's you can't sprinkle sugar on the shit, right? So you've got to really get deep. I know it's, I love using that because I always. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true though, right? Because we just try and we just fake it and fake it and fake it. But eventually, I mean, this it's still in there, right? So we've really got to dig in and deal with and see what that anger is really about. So what would you say would be something like someone who is feeling really angry, whether it's all the time, whether it's sometimes, I mean, we all feel angry. There's, you know, if someone's ever tells me that they're never angry, or if I say I'm never angry, I'm kidding myself. Like, you know, we have all the emotions. So what would you say to someone that was, you know, either angry all the time, like what would you give them something that they can kind of go, not even in that moment, because in the moment, I think it's hard. But, you know, if we kind of look at it and we, we can start to see things differently and we can start to change things and see how we can deal with it differently next time instead of beating ourselves up. What are some things that you could share with us that, that you would suggest or recommend? Uh, so there, you know, it really depends on what the person is feeling in regards to their anger and because some people in the moment they feel angry some people really thrive in anger all the time so why don't we do why don't you use me as an example (laughs) you could coach me here (laughs) so sometimes when I feel that anger it comes from feeling helpless in a situation where I feel like I don't know what to do I feel helpless. So what would you give to someone? Like, what would you tell me? Because really that it's, you know, when you feel like you can't control the situation and then you're like, ah, what, I don't know what to do. So what would you tell me? Because when I'm angry, I don't have outbursts. I go inside and I go quiet. So for me, it's, and then, you know, I love like journaling. So what I actually do is I go quiet and then I will, when I can, I will find time to journal and go what's really going on. But in the moment, sometimes what I do is, it's pretty funny, but here I go. I'm just going to share it anyway. Because I can feel that anger and fire inside. I will actually either jump up and down on the spot because I know that I've got to get my heart rate going. Or I will run up and down the stairs. And I don't care how crazy I look, but I need to move. I need to, because I know I need to move this energy. I mean, I could say I'm going to sit and meditate. That's not going to do anything, right? So I know that the anger or the built up energy inside me needs to get out. So I would rather instead of throw things or break things, I'm going to run up and down the stairs and look like a lunatic, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But usually what's going on underneath where the anger comes from is feeling helpless or out of control or or, sorry, not out of control, but not in control of the situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So depending on our relationship, obviously, and there's just a lot of dynamics to it, but realistically at the end of the day, the most important thing that I help my clients with is the understanding of being able to externalize and however, whatever capacity that looks like for them, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to sit in that anger in a safe place. As long as we're not, you know, 
going past our moral yes, values yeah. or hurting other people or hurting yeah. ourselves, it's okay to be in that anger and it's okay to validate your feelings. And then how are we going to externalize it? So you say you like to journal, which is perfect. Uh, you know, if there's a person that you can call to externalize your feelings, just to be able to vent writing or even recording. I love a voice that. Memo yeah. I really love that. Where one. you just yeah. word vomit, whatever you need to, you know, um, that's a really good one because then there's nobody else on the other side to listen and be like, yeah, or, or give their perspective and then <laughs> you know? try and tell you it's okay. Because really when you're angry, you don't want to hear it's okay. You just want to, you just want to vomit. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, what's really important, too, if you do have a person that you connect with, those are things that you need to verbalize before. I don't need your input. I just need your loving ear right now. And I just need a free space, a safe space to say whatever it is that I want, even if I say, you know, crazy things like I wish I could run over, (laughs) you know, and just to have that because those are legitimate feelings that you're having and you are worth being able to externalize those feelings and not have to internalize those right and being able to get those out so that's how I would you know depending on the circumstances but overall is being able to be okay with that that anger it's there for a reason we need to figure out what your body and what your mind is trying to tell you that it can only get through with anger right so we need to externalize it somehow. I even have clients for my little bit more of aggressive Mm -hmm. ones. I will tell them to, you know, save all your spaghetti glass jars, uh, any glass jars you come across with your food, or you can go to the dollar store and and buy them. Then you write down whatever you need to write down, or if there's a picture or whatever you feel, a t-shirt, I don't, whatever you want to get rid of, you put it in this jar, you wrap it up really good. And then you take a bat to it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And it's so powerful because I've done it and I'll ugly cry when I do it. Cause I, I, like I said, I'm a little bit more aggressive when I get angry. And so I need something in a safe space to get that out. So I will wrap that sucker up and I will put all the feelings in there and then I will just take a bat to it. I I know my neighbors yeah. think we're crazy because I have a daughter to it too, but I don't really care. You know, it's my mental health is way more important than their right. thoughts. So I take a bat and I just beat the crap out of it. Or I, one time my dad, this was a, you know, a while back, but my dad had a desk, an old scrappy desk in his backyard, and I took a bat to it, just beat the wow. heck out of it. And yeah, and I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't tell anybody yeah. off. As long as, it's, you know, we're safe, we're not hurting ourselves, our others are, you know, our moral judgment isn't being tampered right. with. Like, those are options to, to be able to get that out. Because there are some of us that need that little bit more. Of, you know, yeah. Little bit of yeah. Uh, <laughs> something I tell my kids to do is uh, punch the pillow because I mean, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't want them to think it's okay to, you know, they're, they're younger. So don't, don't, well, even when they're older, don't take a bat at somebody, <laughs> but you know, yeah, I tell no, them like sure. punch the pillow, right? Because, you know, you're not going to hurt your hands. You're not going to hurt anyone. You're not going to break anything. But like I said, it's that energy you've got to get moving out, right? I mean, they'll sometimes do the stairs mm-hmm, as well because mm-hmm. it's like, just go run up and down the stairs. But 
But, you know, if you need your own space and you just kind of need to, like, just go in your room, punch the pillows, get the aggression out, scream in the pillow if you need to. Because, you know, it, it, you, it's it's just getting the in the mm-hmm. stuff moving that's really kind of building up that fire mm-hmm. inside. Because if we don't, there, you know, you're just going to, you're going to punch the wrong person or you're going to take that bat at the wrong person, someone that looks at you wrong if you're driving or something. Like, you know, it, it's going to come out mm-hmm. in some way or mm-hmm. another, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So I like that. I like those ideas. I'm kind of more like I'll punch the pillow or I'll run up and down the stairs. But yeah, but it's great because if someone has that little bit that they need that little bit more, there's there's those options. Right. And and like you said, you're not you're writing it down. You're putting it in the jar. So it's you know, it's contained. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. the key is to externalize. So even if you know, your little ones are punching the pillows, making sure that they're still being able to empower themselves by actually saying the words of how they feel, getting those things out. Uh, Because there's power in the tongue, right? We have so much power in, in just how we do things and the things that we say. And so we are bringing light to the things that darkness will really hinder so the anger you know getting the the bat and all that stuff out is good but we just want to make sure we externalize those feelings so that's my biggest takeaway is for those of you that do feel that you're angry more often than not or you are in a moment of anger to really allow yourself make the decision whether you feel that you love yourself or not right because love isn't always a feeling it's actions So choose to love yourself by connecting somehow to be able to externalize your feelings. So whether that's connecting to a journal and writing things down, connecting on the phone with a friend, with a family member, whatever it is, like you have to start choosing to love yourself. And sometimes that's through the actions that you do. And that is a part of it. Externalize those emotions, whether it's anger or not, you need to be able to externalize your feelings you owe that to yourself because the more you hold things in the more you reassure those negative feelings and you reassure yourself that almost in a sense that you're not worthy enough to be able to verbalize things that's why things are uncomfortable but yeah yeah that's true and I shared a few times as well and I share this a lot um another thing that I like to do if I cannot have that Um, conversation with the person that I'm angry at because you just can't sometimes you just can't have the conversation because you're not going to get through to them and then you're going to end up being more frustrated Mm -hmm. is I'll write a letter to them and then if I want to curse and swear in there there's nothing holding me back and then I burn it and for me burning is such a good release because I know that nobody's going to read it but I've allowed myself to get out all that horrible stuff that I want to say to you and it's out and and I've not hurt anybody's feelings in that time but I have allowed myself to release it from me because you know we we do have feelings and thoughts towards people and we feel that they wronged us whether they did or they didn't sometimes people don't even know how much Mm -hmm. they've hurt us Mm -hmm. right so uh, it's it's whether they know or whether they don't it's not even about them it's always about us because it's always about the way that we feel because someone could say something so differently, but we could take it as them saying it negatively or, or taking a dig at us. 
So that's something that I love to do as well is write that letter to them, say to them everything that I want to say to them and swear away, do whatever, call them every name in the book and then just burn the letter. And it's like, it's just such a good feeling to know it's out, it's mm-hmm. burnt, it's gone. You know, mm-hmm. I've released it from Absolutely. me. I have um, a client that she put her stuff in, in balloons she would write stuff and then oh. she's like, whoever needs to hear it in the universe will and I'm like okay cool so that's an option oh, too wow. I love that it's uh, yeah I like you know that again too. it's yeah. getting it's externalizing those feelings and however you deal with the paper or um you know at the the burning or the balloons or the jars however you need to that is amazing you know and being able to just to connect with yourself yeah. and honor yourself in that moment and externalizing is absolutely um, what's needed for sure. Yeah, that's great. Well, this was great. Thank you so much for yes, chatting thank with you me for having today. Me. Yeah, you're welcome. So where can the listeners find you? Where's the best they way to connect They can find with me you? on Instagram under Coach Nilzara. And it, that's Coach and then Nilzara is N-I-L-Z-A-R-A. They can also find me on Clubhouse, Coach Nilzara LLC with Clubhouse. Perfect. And I will add those into the description as well. And uh, thank you so much for your time today. This was great. I really appreciate it. And I hope that people have been able to take away and just do something little, big, whatever you need to, to kind of get that anger out and just, you know, do it for you. Just don't hold Mm -hmm. it in anymore. Release it because it it needs to be released or it's going to just come out in different ways. Yeah, well, thank you so yes, much. Thank you for having me. Like I said, and if anybody needs anything, any questions whatsoever, I am totally here and available. Yes, Perfect. thank you. Thanks, Nelzara. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you have any suggestions, we would love to hear from you.